get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to episode 130 of the What Up, Doe podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, apologize again for our, our delay of last episode. Sound- 100% my fault. Well, well partially. No, not 100%. SoundCloud was fucking up yeah, initially. Yeah, 90% my fault, 10% SoundCloud. And then it's like, niggas got lives and shit. Yeah, that's, and so, that's also the case. And then I had no access to it because it just so happened. I was like free as hell the weekend and shit, but I didn't even have a podcast episode, so I couldn't do shit with it, but I wasn't tripping. Yeah, that's my bad. I mean, like, I we couldn't upload it right after right after we finished, which is typically what we do. No, but, we do anyway. Yeah, and I, I thought like, you know what, I'll just upload it in the morning, but life happens and shit gets out of control and you forget and all that shit so man i know the morning of the, the, the next morning of the podcast um after the podcast i'm like tired as shit i can't even i remember the days i used to because i wasn't fucking working and so i would just get up early in the morning and shit and, and upload but yeah yeah and i was like uh like i get when i get home after we record I don't even get my computer set back up. I just, like, throw my shit on the couch and go to bed. So, like, I would have had to set my computer up, and I'm trying to, like, get nigga, ready for I don't work do sh- and all that shit. Nigga, it's, I, it you talk about you, you get home, you drive home, do all this shit. Nigga, I go in a house and don't do nothing from the garage. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, do, I, well, I, did, I do take a shower because I be smelling, like, hella smoke. Then I jump in bed. And then, I don't even do that. <laughs> That's... Everything is tomorrow's problem after we record the podcast. Everything. It's like I no either I I can sleep and get up if I was by myself, but I always hear my wife. You smell like smoke, and it's just gonna bug the shit out of me. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, if, if she's woke, but usually she's sleep enough where she asleep. You saying she's not woke? <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. Well, not that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Oh, his wife ain't woke. <laughs> just so y'all know, she's all mad. All lives matter. Dude, I swear to God, I wish my wife was some all like nigga. We would never be married. Speaking of which, when I was getting ready to leave to come over here, uh, my wife was watching uh, the TMZ TV show, mm-hmm. and they had a thing with uh, Chili from TLC saying, yeah, uh, I saying "All Lives Matter." I, was I like, watched. Huh. I watched enough of her to say "All Lives Matter," and I cut it off. I was just like, "Fuck that bitch." Yeah, I, I was out on her when she had her little her little reality show where she was dating and shit, and I was like, "Ooh, she." Totally killed the crush. Like I had a huge crush on Chili back. When I don't I was, even recall you know, her. I, I vaguely day. recall her a dating show she had. Yeah, I just I don't even really remember it that well. But I remember like um, watching it and thinking like, man, I can't even fuck with her no more. Like she has horrible taste in men. She has incredibly high standards that she doesn't meet. Like it it was just bad. She totally killed the vibe. Like I had a huge crush on her. Back when, I mean, back when TLC first came out, like, ooh, on the TLC tip era. And I was like, oh, man, I had a huge crush on her. And she totally killed She it. was the one, though. I mean, I definitely remember having a crush on her at some point when they first came out. But she was the one. And then she started talking. And she got a weird-ass fucking name, like Rhombus or some shit like that. <laughs> like, I, I just like, the fuck I, her name. It ain't like Roslyn or something? It's some shit like, I don't know, it's somewhere to, it, I think it, it starts with a RH or some I don't know some weird shit, but I I, I called it rhombus, but whatever it is, that's a weird ass <laughs> fucking name, dog. And I'm like I, I can't fuck with nobody named rhombus. 
So I thought it was whatever. like Roslyn or some shit. Now I need to look it up. I mean, it's not important, but I'm curious no, it's now. it's not Roslyn. It's not something normal. It's something weird. Or if it is Roslyn, it's spelled funny, like with too many fucking consonants, whatever. But yeah, she she killed the vibe. And so for her being like an all eyes matter chick, it's like, whatever, you were dead to me as far as like crush type shit a long ass time ago. So you can be all eyes matter. You already didn't matter to me at all anyway. So whatever. But yeah, so um, this week's episode is going to be Rosanda. Rosanda, even That's worse. That's what it is. Even worse. So, <laughs> uh, this week's episode is going to be kind of like we. I mean, I got I got topics, and we'll probably touch on these topics. Well, we'll definitely touch on these topics, but um, this is going to be a fairly heavy uh, feedback episode. We got um, a couple emails from uh, uh, DJ Tim Hines and and uh, Baylor, of course. But um, I also wanted to, and I, I think we can start here as, as well. Um, we get, so what we do is we upload the podcast to SoundCloud, right? And SoundCloud feeds to all the other avenues. So we upload to SoundCloud, it feeds to iTunes, it feeds to Stitcher, whatever. So whatever podcast feed that you list, that you, you, that you utilize, it originates from SoundCloud. I, I, I would imagine most people who listen probably listen through like iTunes or whatever. But, uh, for me, we get comments on the SoundCloud page that generally I don't address and and that's a that's a fault on my part. I would like to address them a little bit more, but the thing with the SoundCloud feed is that you can comment on a portion of the podcast, right? So you're listening, you can comment and that comment will show up at that portion of the podcast and you would think offhand that that would let the podcast originator know that Whatever they commented on is the part of the podcast that you were talking about. But the thing is, I don't listen to it, well, I so mean, it's it, like it, I see a lot of comments that I don't know what they talked about. Does. I mean, it it well to your point, it does let you know where they did it at. But it's like like you say, we that don't even listen. Yeah, I don't. I don't, so. listen, I don't really listen to the podcast. So um, some people like my um, it's monotone. His quest, his responses tend to be. Uh, wrote well enough well you could tell what the subject was yeah but i've had some people on there who will respond and as you're like yeah that's right and he'd be like <laughs> okay that's right <laughs> thank you like i appreciate you listening but i don't know what you're talking about so so to so mr monotone's credit like i feel remorseful in the fact that he comments on the soundcloud fairly regularly yeah and i don't really read it or address it so i feel bad that he takes the time out to comment and it doesn't really. Get I mean, addressed. it's only fifty percent bad because I I address the some of them. Yeah, I well, read I, them all. On my end, I don't really look at it or address it. And like, but on, on the flip side, I do talk to him outside of that. So if he had something he wanted to to comment on or address, he can he can always contact me directly. And we and we do talk about the shit like kind of like outside of that. But at the same time, I don't like the fact that he puts mad comments on a SoundCloud and I don't read it, which is a uh, L on my part. On the flip side, based upon the conversation that I had with him today, fuck him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. But yeah, no, I, um, I use the uh, the post. Do you use the post app? No, I mean I have it, but I don't look at it. Yeah, I use the post app because that's. I mean, if for those who are in the podcast and or whatever, the post app is post. Excuse me, is an app from SoundCloud and it lets you pretty much track comments, track plays. 
and so forth like that. So um, it's it's kind of cool. So I, I usually check it daily, at, um, just seeing oh, wow. this. Okay. Yeah, because it it shows up as soon as you click into the app. So as soon as you click in the app, the first thing that shows up is the the comments and notifications, mm-hmm. and then you could check and see plays and all the other shit. So it's yeah. kind of dope. I'm so. gonna try to be better with that in the future. But what I wanted to kind of like jump in uh, in this episode with is addressing some of his comments because like. Uh, apparently there was a little bit of controversy over some of the stuff that I said in the last episode. <laughs> and if somebody, if, if somebody wants to tell me that they disagree with me and I'm wrong, I'm all ears. Like I'm ready. Like, let's talk about it. Right. So, um, he was saying he had some grievances with some of the stuff I said in the last <laughs> episode, which is fine. But I thought like, you know, I, I told him and, um, Baylor, like, you know, if you have grievances with anything I said in the last episode, send an email and I'll, I'll read it on the podcast and I'll address it then. And he was like, I put all that shit on SoundCloud. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I'll read the shit. Right. So I have not read his comments at all to this point. And I, I, cause I love to like read the shit live. Right. So you can get my immediate reaction. I don't want to like read it and prep and all that shit. So I pulled up the SoundCloud. I pulled up the comments. So I'm going to read his comments and we'll address them and go from there. So last week we talked a little bit about, well, a lot about uh, Joe Budden's interview with Lil Yachty. And I think I'm thinking that's probably the the main shit that he. Uh, I don't know. Th- well, no, no, no. It, it was about the that. Chris Rock shit. It's the, it's the, yeah, the, yeah, the Chris Rock shit. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the. Uh, and, um, but he my- called me Joe Budden. So, like, <laughs> that's where that's where you got me fucked up. That's why I'm reading your shit live on the air because I'm like. You know, if you had called me Joe Budden, I might have just, like, let it cook or whatever. Just kind of, like, you know, let it slide. But I'm like, you call me Joe Budden. That's like a step down from calling me Donald Trump. So I'm like, we got to address this shit, right? So <laughs> if you're going to call me Joe Budden. And then he said I was loud and wrong. Like, that's, like, that's what I say about other people. Like, I say other people was loud and wrong. So you call me loud and wrong? We got to we gotta, we gotta address it. So I pulled up the SoundCloud, and I'm, I'm going to read his, like, scroll through and read his comments so we can address them as they... As they pop up, right? So that's kind of how I want to start the podcast. We can do that. We can read. We can play the feedback from Baylor, the feedback from Tim Hines, and then we can get into the um Other to shit. the topics that we had on deck. So uh, you ready to? Yeah, we start on that. Okay, cool. So um, let me let me move my mic because I'm gonna lean lean toward the computer a little bit so I can see it better. Um. So the first thing, well, I don't think it's the first thing. He had a, is that the same episode? Oh, uh, you, 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 you're, you're replying from last episode only. Yeah, right? yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm not, like, like I got everything up, right? So uh, that's not relevant. That's not relevant. Okay, here. Oh, I, oh. I, okay. I see a comment that says I sound crazy as fuck. All right, so let's. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like, like a good place to start. Let's start there. <laughs> let's start at me sounding crazy as fuck. So he says again in all caps, Mike, me specifically. Yeah. <laughs> you sound crazy as fuck. And then the next point is the next part is key. Yeah, the next part is key, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Otis is right. That was the part I was talking about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Continue. <laughs> Otis is right. You paid to see the show. See is in all caps, re- referencing the Chris Rock shit. Not to record the show. Record in all caps. I want to hear you with the same energy in regards to the movie industry. You know, goddamn well you can't take a camera in the movie theater and film it. 
Every damn ticket you purchase says no recording, and it's been like that forever. Explanation point. Explanation point. Yeah, there's a couple of exclamation <laughs> points. So, um, as I always say, I don't really remember what I said on previous podcasts, and and I, 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 I know that it's loosely assumed that it's tied to drinking, but it's really it really is the fact that I have a shit memory. Like I really do not remember. Like I could stay sober the whole podcast, not drink shit, and I still won't remember what the fuck I said because I just have a bad memory. So he's talking about I guess me and my rant about phones at the Chris Rock show, right? So before I address this comment, I want to say that and I don't know if if this is if this is different than what I said last week, but um, my stance on that situation is still that I don't feel like my phone should be taken away from me. Like I, I don't think that it's fair to say you can't use your phone because I don't want you recording. I get the fact that you don't want me recording. And that's what I think the, the difference between my point and his point is. Cause he mentions the fact that, uh, that tickets, and I, I'm I'm gonna scroll up a little bit. He says later, it's not a dumbass rule. It's illegal to tape shows, and it always has been. Like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> I again, I don't remember what I said last week completely. But my point right now, and I'm pretty sure this is the same point I made last week. My point isn't that I should be able to record, which I no, I don't think I've ever would have made the point that I should be able to record. I made the point that. Well, no, I think I did make that point to a, to a degree. You, I think like you, I made that. You point made that point to a degree, and I guess my argument was that, and you were saying that it, it and it wasn't to to post. It was like if you wanted to record for your own enjoyment. Yeah, or it, whatever. It, it's more of a um, if I pay you to see your show, if I choose to record it, that has nothing to do with you. Like it's not about um, I want you to take in my show the way that I intended. And you shouldn't be recording it because they're not saying that you shouldn't record my show because it's against the rules. They're saying you shouldn't record my show because I don't like that shit. Now, aside from whatever, what up, though, man? What up, what up? roll through. Um, aside from the rightness or wrongness of recording a show, I'm not going to fault somebody. So say like – so his point was that you can – you buy a ticket to a show. It says – you know, don't record or photograph or whatever in this show. If you do that and you get caught and you get kicked out, I'm not going to argue that shit because you broke the fucking rules, right? My issue is that, one, I don't want artists telling me that I can't enjoy their show because I'm recording or some shit. Like, I can't properly properly uh, take, take in what, whatever art they're giving me because I'm recording because I have fucking multiple senses. I can... Hold my phone up and record and take in your show at the same time. But my main issue with the Chris Rock shit is locking my phone up so that I can't use it. So that has nothing to do with the legal ramifications of not uh, of not recording a show. It's about me being inaccessible to whoever, family, friends or whatever, while I'm at this show. If if I choose to break my phone out and you kick me out for breaking the rules, fine. That's fair. I'm not mad about that. But don't make it so that I'm inaccessible because you don't you feel like I I don't want you recording. So the difference is, yes, I understand that it's illegal 
or frowned upon or whatever terminology you may want to use for me to record your show. I get that. But don't make my phone inaccessible to me. Don't make me unreachable while I'm at this show for family, friends or babysitters or whatever. Make it so that, you know, if I choose to break that rule, then kick me out. Fine. I broke the rules. Kick me out. But don't tell don't make me inaccessible. That's my that's been my whole point of this entire conversation is making it so that I can't be reached like that. There's a distinction between me being unreachable and me being somebody who's breaking the rules. If I break the rules, if if I'm now reachable and I have free reign with my phone and I break your rule, kick me out. Fine. Like he said, it's printed on a ticket. Don't do the shit. Fine. Kick me out. But don't make it so that I can't be reached by people just because you don't want your shit recorded. So I feel like that's kind of like an apples to oranges comparison. The distinction between the legality of it and me being inaccessible because you don't like it. So that's what I wanted to address because I, 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 I do think it's a dumbass rule. Not the rule of not being able to record, but the rule of me not being able to use my phone. That's a dumbass rule. So his next comment is, I've never heard of, of this BK sound. Okay, that, that doesn't play. Okay. I think that was really the only, only uh, like, disagreement beef. Uh, oh, the other one was, um, uh, because I think, oh, so we were talking about the, the Burger King thing. And you, <laughs> I think to get back at me, I think you made a reference of why even go to Burger King if they make you do this whole pull up and pull back rule. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think it's a dumbass rule, but I mean, whatever. And I guess, and and, and, and so his comment was, uh, I read his comment with these niggas need to, and these niggas being Burger King need to do a better job. Why the fuck do I gotta? do more miscellaneous driving fuck that i don't even go to burger king because i get shitty slow ass servers every time i see i haven't been missing shit yeah so that has nothing that's no that no no that was it so i think i think that was pretty much yeah so he was pretty much in agreement that was stupid i just i haven't been to burger king i was thinking about going to one but i didn't want to be frustrated with the fact of having to get get put in a situation where I had to pull up and pull out. So, but yeah, so point being, I'm not going to argue the fact, I guess to to sum it up, I'm not going to argue the fact that it's illegal or wrong to record a show. I'm going to argue the fact till I'm out of breath or hoarse in the voice that I'm, you can't allow, you can't make it so that I can't use my phone. Cause that goes beyond your, to me, your rights as an artist. You could say, hey, if you pull your phone out and record my show, we're going to kick you the fuck out. Fine. But don't tell me that I can't use my phone on the pretense that I'm going to record your show. Because now you're thinking like, okay, I want to eliminate the possibility of somebody recording my show. When you can do that, you can kick niggas out if they're doing that shit. But you want to eliminate that shit by making everybody inaccessible, and that's just not feasible. And that's also not right. Like, like I said, we, Like I said last week. A lot of people come to these shows and they have people babysitting their kids or whatever the case may be, even if they don't like anything could happen while I'm there. And now I can't be accessed because you don't want to get you don't want your shit recorded like that's not that's not a reasonable request to make of somebody like I'm going to make you access inaccessible because I don't want you recording my shit Well, you could kick me out for recording your shit. 
So allow phones, and if somebody records, have the ushers on point and kick that motherfucker out. But I, 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 I don't, I took particular offense to it because he called me Joe Button, and that's just like <laughs> out of line, dog. Like that's not, I don't see that being wrong to say that I should be able to access my phone. Like I don't, I think that's a perfectly acceptable request. Like hey, if I come to your shit. I want somebody to be able to contact me if something pop off. Like, don't just cut me off from the world because you don't want your shit recorded. That shit is mad vain, and it doesn't even fucking make sense to me. And he's saying it's a dumb. He's saying it's not a dumbass rule. It is a fucking dumbass rule. It's a very fucking dumbass rule. And he has kids. Like, so if you go to your show, if you go to somebody's show, and you got somebody babysitting your kids or some shit like that, you you think it's not a dumbass rule that your phone is locked up and you're inaccessible while you're there? That's not dumb to you? Like, that's dumb as fuck. Especially when you have every right in the world to kick somebody out for recording. So allow me to use my phone, and if you catch me recording, kick me the fuck out. Fine. That's, that's not... I don't know. That, to me, was like a, a poor comparison. If you want to make an argument in favor of locking up phones in that little green fanny pack... You got to do better than saying that it's a rule that you can't record. Like that that don't fly to me. So, um that's all we got from him on his comments. So, um if you have a uh a retort or something that you feel would make a better point in in favor of locking up phones, bring your bitch ass on the podcast, man. We've been having trying to have your ass on the podcast and you want to sit there and fucking jerk off every thursday and not be on not be on the podcast so go ahead on somewhere man you can come on the podcast and state your claim ain't nobody stopping you so uh, you have an open invitation fam yeah after next week we ain't talking about the shit no more so get your shit in and we ain't talking about mr monotone no more because he uh he a disrespectful ass nigga dog <laughs> he's mad disrespectful dog i don't appreciate that shit and i know where to find you dog so watch it <laughs> <laughs> so um uh let's move on to um the uh emails. So we got Baylor, we got Time Hines. So uh let's uh pull up Baylor's because Baylor has some Baylor seemed like he was kind of reckless too, so I don't got no problem checking him either. So let's see <laughs> let's see what he's talking about. <laughs> what? No, just, just. Oh well, that was a weird sound to make. Uh, <laughs> right. so let's see what he's talking about. Joe Button go. be yelling, my nigga. Joe Button be yelling, <laughs> hey, my nigga. Be yelling, but you know what? I don't care. And look, come on. Like, you just got to keep it real. Some shit you just got to break down. The nigga is the chief executive over there at Complex now. So the nigga got to act the fool. All this shit, most of this shit is just gimmicks. He, he's even said on this podcast before numerous times. Matter of fact, the last show, he said a couple of times, he contradicts himself all the time. The nigga said... I don't want to stay on this Drake shit for so, uh, for too long because I don't want people to think that I'm hating on them. And then in the same breath, he said, I don't give a shit what people think. That's but that's who that nigga is, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I can accept that if the nigga says it. You know what I'm saying? If the nigga says he contradicts himself all the time, then okay, that's who that nigga is. I don't really take it personal. I don't take none of this shit personal. Like, I don't like Drake or whatever. I think... Drake is, I mean, I ain't gonna say I, I don't dislike, I don't like the nigga, I just don't like it, like, I don't not like the nigga, I just don't like his music. <laughs> the nigga could be cool, the nigga is a great actor, and all that other shit, but I just don't like his music, his music just, it, it don't make me move like that, or he hasn't come out with a track where I'm like, alright, it's dope. 
Um, <laughs> feature wise, he he got a couple of he got a couple of verses, but other than that, no, it's not my cup of tea. But at the same time, I can't acknowledge that this nigga is probably the number one artist in the world. You know what I'm saying? And he doesn't have my vote for it, but it is what it is. Now, buttons do have a, uh, a leg to stand on because uh, history-wise, that nigga is lyrically one of the best up there. Now, you say he only picks on the young cats. Well, I mean, everybody's picking on the young cats these these days. These niggas is terrible. I mean, I don't fuck with the amigos. I don't like uh, future. But at the same time, my nigga, I'm not gonna be hypocritical, 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 and and say that if I went to the club or if we was playing this shit in the house, like I'm going to dance to it. <laughs> it's a couple of it's a couple of tracks where I just dance to the shit. I don't like these niggas lyrically. I'm not about to download or or stream their album, but it is a couple of tracks where I'm like, yeah, I can dance to this. Uh, but. I'm on Button's side where I'm like, these niggas is terrible. This is real bad. Now, but he's one of those cats where when he gets passionate about this shit, he likes to yell, okay? Like, when hearing his story, like his career story, I kind of understand or whatever. And the nigga is smart and he's lyrical. No, he's, he's he, I mean, the nigga battled against the best of them. I'm not sure if he's won any of those battles. Some of them are, are deb- debatable, and some of those, that nigga, it was a landslide. That nigga got his ass whooped. I mean, we talking about Jake Z, we talking about the game. You know, recently he went at it with Drake and Meek Mills, and it's like I don't have a problem with that. It seems like lately the media is getting is getting to the point where niggas can't beef with each other, be, or is hating. It's not hate, nigga. It's called hip hop. Back in the day when niggas was going at each other, it wasn't called hating. So, I mean, times has changed. Now, the thing is, Joe Buttons hasn't changed with the times, and I don't think he should when it comes to, like, rap battling and stuff like that. But all this shit is, like, mixed up. So y'all y'all might agree, like, okay, Joe Buttons is just a hater. But he's coming from the standpoint, like, he's still stuck on the bars. And for y'all to be Royce fans, nigga, y'all should be, it shouldn't be no debate about bars. I think that's what the nigga is talking about. Now, if he bringing up 360 deals and shit like that, that's just part of that complex shit. Because fucking DJ Academic, that nigga's terrible. Or whatever. But you gotta have fuck shit like that. Like, I just seen a Wale interview with them niggas. You gotta have, you gotta have niggas like him, who's probably never, who probably didn't have a girlfriend until he was like 24. And then you gotta have niggas like Buttons, who personality fits that dinosaur, loud talking, I'm a bully type of shit. I mean, come on, niggas do that in sports. Steven, they skip all them niggas be saying like some of the dumbest shit, but we keep watching it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, now as far as the, now as far as who's better at Slaughterhouse, hey, my nigga, we can go back and forth all day. I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all gonna go with the Homer. Y'all gonna go with the, <laughs> y'all gonna go with Royce. Uh, I don't, I don't have a dog in this fight. I mean, even though that, uh, uh, what you call it is from Lone Beach, uh, Crooked Eye is from Lone Beach. Like I don't, I, I can tell you that. Like Crooked Eye is not up there to me. He is good, but I mean we already know Eminem sets the bar. That's not even fair. Now the other four niggas, you know what I'm saying? It's on y'all. I don't really give a shit. But if I had to pick, I would go M. I would go M. Buttons. Ortiz 
and then Crooked Eye and Royce can share that bottom slot. And that's not, I'm not hating. I mean, that's just my preference. Like, I listen to Buttons more than I listen to the rest of them niggas. Because Buttons is just better. <laughs> Ortiz is, is cool. He had his moments. But I guarantee you, none of you niggas got an Ortiz album or a mixtape in y'all library. And I could be wrong. You'll show me. Or you'll tell me on the next episode or th this episode that we listening to right now. Uh, I'm pretty sure y'all got all the Royce albums and shit like that because... I mean, that's y'all nigga. But I'm just letting you know, if we if we put a poll out, and y'all got to exclude all Detroit niggas. If we put a poll out, I'm telling you right now, I think they got buttons in the top two or three with Slaughterhouse. I'm just saying. And it's not hating. I think Royce, is, he's going to go down in history as one of the dopest MCs of all time. But not over buttons. I don't think so. What up, though? Hey, can we get the shoe? Is this food shit cracking up, though? <laughs> well, one, I think I think he feel like we're just we're we're too we're so hometown biased that we're just hating on button and whatever. Um, I would never. Well, go ahead, finish your finish your point. Um, no, I just I I I think his whole thing is just it is 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 that we can't distinguish between being hometown and being good or whatever. Uh -huh. Um. So I I I definitely uh uh disagree with that. Uh. One. I don't. No. I don't have any uh. Joel Ortiz. Although I think he's dope as hell. Um. But I don't know if that had to do with me recognizing who's a better rapper though. <laughs> like I don't know. I I I don't I don't know about that one either. Um. And I don't know if he. I don't. I I had to ask him because I don't know if he's saying he's siding with with like. If he's basing this whole siding with Button because of the interview, like he made like Button made like two points and he was just angry the whole fucking time. I don't know how you get. I mean, it's not like he's just getting a pass from being a get rapper. Yeah, that's kind of the point that I was going to make was that at no point during our discussion regarding him last week did I feel that I discussed his qualifications as a rapper i don't think i even I, I never even talked about whether he was he was good or bad rapper um because i like button as an artist i just think he's just terrible when he's not rapping exactly and that's <laughs> that's exactly what how i feel i would never argue his his capabilities as a lyricist like i feel like he's perfectly good lyricist like i like his music i like his raps i have no complaints about the Music material that Joe Button puts out. I mean, out. I know I, do, I just think he's a fucking idiot. And I, 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 I do remember saying last week if Button music wasn't in hip hop, I could I could live with that, and I still stand by that. Um, but that he doesn't said take, if his music wasn't in hip hop. Yeah, like I think we talked about if if if, if he didn't have music that in hip hop, like you take away Eminem, you take away Jay, you take away other artists, and hip hop wouldn't be the what it is. Mm -hmm. I feel like you could take Button's music away and. There's not too much you would really miss. Oh, yeah. No, no, not really. And I still stick by but that. Um, he, he's like, my whole argument against him last week was his the way he carries himself in interviews. Like, he's he's the kind of guy, and this is why I said wrong or no when Baylor said that he's, he's intelligent. I don't think Button is intelligent. I think Button is like, um, what's his name? Uh, the dumb nigga that went to jail. Uh, a lot of those. No, <laughs> like that was it. It's like no, but somebody who they think is smart, Kevin Gates. Oh, 
like he's the he, Bun's the type of dude who will talk softly and slowly with, and with purpose, and he will make it sound like he's really fucking smart and he's making a great point, and he will try to like talk down to you and make it sound like if you react in any kind of way with any kind of emotion that you're wrong and that you're like not as smart as him. Like he's somebody who portrays himself as intelligent, but he's really not. He's really not smart at all, and he picks and chooses his battles. I think like. He thinks that he he he'll talk to somebody and he thinks like, okay, this is somebody who I can talk down to. This is somebody who I can Joe Button and they'll like be intimidated. He can't he's not a smart dude. Like he's somebody who is just like full of himself and he thinks he's smart and he he knows how to talk in a way where it can be uh demeaning to somebody and that comes off as smart to somebody who's not smart. But, like, the shit that he actually says is dumb as fuck. And it was on display in that Yachty interview. Because Yachty is a motherfucker that looks dumb, sounds dumb, says a lot of dumb shit. But he sunned Button in that interview. Because Button thinks he's smart. He thought he could talk down to him. He thought he could, like, put put Yachty in a place where he wouldn't be able to answer well and all that kind of shit. And Yachty gave him great answers for every question he asked. He put Button in a position to where... He didn't have shit to say, and all Button did was yell. And that's because Button is not smart. He's just a nigga who thinks he's smart and thinks he can talk down to people. And that's my problem with him. I don't complain about his music. I complain about the fact that he's a fucking arrogant prick who is dumb as fuck, who thinks he's smart and talks down to people, and he just so happens to talk to people who don't call him out on it and who can't who can't rationally point out that he's a dumb motherfucker. That's his problem. That's why I said, like, he can never pull some shit like that with somebody like me because I, I see him for what he is. Like, he would get he would get totally ether by somebody like me because I, w- I would take him to the fucking tool shed on some fucking uh, arguments and shit because he's dumb as fuck. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And he, he just portrays himself as such. So, like, that's why I don't like him because he's just dumb as fuck and he thinks he's smart. Musically... Yeah, he's fine. If we wanted to talk about Slaughterhouse, um, I, I don't per, I don't include Eminem in Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse is no, it's not. It's not yeah, Eminem, Slaughterhouse no. is Button Ortiz, Crooked Eye, and um, and Royce and Royce. So, if I were to rank them lyrically, with me, I'm pretty good at I think, um, pulling myself out as a homer and like you know not playing favorites to 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 hometown people it, it's gonna sound weird because i ranked the detroit motherfuckers first but I, I i truly do feel that i'm not biased in that regard like because i have a whole lot of slander on deck for detroit rappers so it's not like if you detroit i'm automatically gonna think you dope i just think that eminem and royce are dope <laughs> like this is what it is that's just facts all day i'm not gonna be like t grizzly is a motherfucking great rapper because he's from here he trash but um if I could rank Slaughterhouse, there's not many Detroit rappers that really rank anywhere. So it's like it's, it's, it's just it's them no- two. <laughs> and then maybe um and you know arguments could be made for Big Sean. That's pretty much it. But um if I were to rank the lyrical aptitude of Slaughterhouse, I would put Royce first. I'd probably put Button second. It'd be it. I don't know. I I have I'd have to think about it. But off the top of my head, I, I'd probably put Button second, and that's mainly due to the fact that I have way more 
Joe Button material at my disposal than I do the other two. I really, really like Ortiz, but like Baylor made the point, like, do you have Ortiz shit in your whatever in your rotation? I don't even know if Ortiz has albums. Like, I, 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 as far as I know about Ortiz, is like mixtapes and guest features. Like, I, I don't, I've never heard of a Joe, uh, Joel Ortiz fucking album. Like, I, does he have one? I don't know. So I don't have it, but it's because I don't know if it exists or not. But I really like Ortiz, so I'd probably put him like third. Yeah, I, I as far as just slaughterhouse music, not nothing else that either in, any of the artists is featured on. Um, I actually. As far as Slaughterhouse, I actually like it would probably one and two would probably go back and forth between uh um uh Joel and and Button actually. And then it would be Royce and then Crooked Eye. Um mm-hmm. as far as the Slaughterhouse music. And to be clear, it's very fucking close. Yeah. I think all four of them are dope as fuck. Yeah. Well, so I even think, if I put well, I think if, if I, I put Crooked Eye last, it's not like I think like he's weak. I think he was still probably far last on my list. But it's still close. I'm not saying he's last because he's like one out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just having to hide he had to land. It's just uh, somebody yeah. has to be for it. Yeah, somebody got to be for it. <laughs> yeah. He just got to. Um, but I think it would be it, one and two would probably flip-flop between Button and, and, and um, who's I talking about? Uh, Ortiz. Ortiz. And then uh, Royce and, and Cricket. So, yeah, I don't think it's... it's it's not a, a, a bias of, of putting, you know, Royce. It's clearly to, not. You put Royce third. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, like, so. I, yeah, if that doesn't tell you that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not biased because of a local uh, local fandom or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I don't. And I, I was curious to see um, here uh, better response because next week, last week, two for this shit. Not fucking with this shit no more. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how. I don't know what points you other than, like I say, one, the fact that we are siding with with Yachty doesn't mean we actually like his music. Listen to him. That has nothing 100%. to do with it. Exactly. Nothing to do with it. Definitely. I had to. I was. I would think I was chatting chatting with somebody today, and I went on, and it came up because I was asking him about the. Oh, he's asking about uh liquor slap. Was asking about uh the uh, the button show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was chatting with him, and he was, and I was like, dude, I don't even know any other actual Yachty song. So I was like looking on Spotify trying to figure out his songs. I was like, God damn, this dude is awful. He's like he's terrible. He's horrible. He's terrible. But that has nothing to do with him being actually a, a sound mind. 19 year old is just happy about making music and want to get he, money. He just, That's he, it. he sounded retarded as fuck, but he, he answered all the buttons questions. He sounded really like he well. had like a chronic case of tonsillitis. <laughs> like it's like it's something's back there that won't come out, dog, and he just keeps Let's fucking rapping. Throw, bro. Yeah, and he just can't get rid of. Yeah, I, that was the, one of the songs on this too. That's was, not even his song. I think he I just think that's on no. Me. I mean, yeah, I'm just talking about just songs he was on. Yeah. And then I seen a tweet today. <laughs> it was talking about uh, the tweet said, uh, "If y'all don't give Yachty his props now, you got to do it now." And it was a, a a clip of a video he has with T Grizzly. And he sound terrible on that. Like it was just ter- he's just terrible. But he held his own in the interview, and he didn't come off. He didn't come off how I thought he. He didn't come off like he rapped. And, and if you can get to a point where you could say that he held his own in an interview despite being a garbage rapper, that shows a lack of bias. Because that, you, yeah. you're entering the interview and I want, thinking like and this and nigga I wanted retarded. To make, and I wanted to make that point last week. And as like you said, that the fact that you can actually say, you know 
have a, a point of on his side that just shows the non-bias of he's a trash rapper but he makes good points as a fucking human being right like, we entered <laughs> into the, we entered into the shit thinking like well he retarded so yeah. let's see what this I told, turn as much to. as as much as button gets on my nerve i totally was ready to side with button prior to watching that interview mm-hmm. and i was interview like man button ain't shit <laughs> <laughs> It's really and, what it and is, it takes not, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it takes nothing away from Button being an artist. I felt like and I, I, he's I, just a horrible person. Like, yeah. it takes really nothing. I, I felt like to. I felt like you know he came up in a in an era of of hip hop where it was tons of better competition, and I I don't know. I, I feel like Button's probably screwed over on a deal or two or something. Probably. I, I felt like he couldn't make his own album covers like he was pissed. like i don't know for certain but i feel like i'm he sure was, that if he got he was screwed super, over mr monotone would tell us he was but su- he apparently can't make good points he was so <laughs> so we'll never know he was super <laughs> it's like because he was like super irritated that yadi picked his fucking album cover you know and it was just like little shit like that and, yeah. I, and like last week i said you know he made the he, he made like a, the re, one one or two redeeming points and was one was that he actually explained what the 360 deal was to the, to the kid. And he may have made one, and I can't think what it was, but he he yelled so much, I just kind of lost the rest of it. Like, I have just a thing of people talking with their outside voice and inside places. Yeah, he was loud like, and wrong. <laughs> like, That's really all it is. just loud as hell. So, whatever. Um, yeah, whatever. What's our uh, next? Uh, so, we're going to pull up uh, DJ Tim Hines' uh Voicemail, he always leaves us something wildly entertaining. So I look forward to hearing this. I love his feedback. Yo, what up, though? What up, though? DJ Tim Hines here, leaving some feedback. Got a couple rebuttals. Uh, you guys had a great show last week. Had me cracking up. Thanks. I love the passion. I love the fury. Uh, <laughs> fury. Be a little bit of a bitch with that cell phone thing. Um, <laughs> and. He's got it right, partial right, but I'm going to break it down a little bit. Uh, there's a comedian, Hannibal uh, Burris, Bur- Burris, I think, mm-hmm. and I think it's his name. A few years back, he was doing a show in Philly, and he made some Cosby rape jokes. I and remember that. Somebody taped it yep. and put it online. It got around. Now it got taken out of context, and it, it was like he was glorifying rape and this and that, and he got fired from his job. And this started happening to a lot of comedians where they were getting misquoted in, in certain articles because they were taking one line from the from the show or the recording and not getting the whole gist of the of the joke and the delivery. And they're you're getting bad mouthed because they're, you know, saying jokes. They're comedians. They're supposed to talk about uncomfortable shit. And I understand why they don't want to be filmed uh, or recorded. It's because of that reason. It's not has nothing to do with you taking money out of their pockets because, like you said, their shows are sold out. These guys are so big. I mean, and if you're a small guy, if anything, being online can help you. But you could also screw you if you have a good job on a network and you go out and make some extra cash doing stand-up. You say something that wouldn't go along with the network but is actually hilarious to a stand-up routine and you get fired. So... I understand where they're coming from. It's stupid. Uh, I have a friend who went to see Kevin Hart. He had a babysitter. The babysitter called, said something about the child. He answered the phone. Him and his wife got thrown out of the show. Um, It's kind of crazy, but like O said, we choose to go there. If we don't like the rules, we don't go. 
If you don't want to get dressed up and wear shoes and slacks and a button down and look all bougie, then you don't go to the bougie club and get the bottle popping. You go to the, you know, spot where you can dress comfortable and get your dance on. And you buy, a, you know, them bottled beers are what you got to do. You know, it's kind of similar. Um, as far as Burger King goes, yo, I hate that shit. I hate bad fast food service. Drives me crazy. And I hate that shit where they try to beat the clock. Like, nah, screw you. You should be sitting there taking my order correctly, making it right. And if it's fast food, make it fast and have the real stats because you're padding your stats looking so good. You're never going to get extra help. The company's going to think you guys are great. They're going to make you do more with less. Screw you. Make fast food faster and better That's and cheaper. Damn, I hate expensive shit. I believe this shit. But dude. I'm not cheap. I just don't like paying a lot for shit food. Um, all right. Yo, I've been having a good time with you guys, you know, online, Twitter and shit. You guys are funny. You always respond back. Always write back. Good topics on the show. Uh, Baylor is awesome with all his feedback all the time. I uh, love that dude. Well, pause. You know, I like, you know, he's cool. Um, <laughs> he's and cool. I, like I definitely want to hear more food stuff. We got to get that food thing happening. We because really do. Everybody's coming through with lots of little suggestions from their end of the of the country here and uh we got we got a lot of stuff to showcase but again i love what you guys are doing um you know maybe maybe a little little less anger uh, towards <laughs> you know comedians they're just doing what they're doing i know you're paying for this shit but damn whatever it's all good um yeah man that's it i'm gonna send this feedback and have a good weekend or a week whenever you guys listen to it. And uh, I'll talk to you all soon. Peace from the East with the pizza. That's the best. <laughs> it's not like a commercial. It's absolutely not the best. But um, <laughs> no, I think that was one of the strongest points that we've heard. The idea that a comedian can get their joke taken out of context and it can hurt them financially or professionally. That's a really strong point. And to me, it doesn't undermine my point, though. Like, because, again, I, I get the idea of you don't want your shit recorded. But I still stand by the idea that, like he said, if he had the person at the Kevin Hart show that got kicked out for answering their phone or whatever, like, that's a fucked up situation. But that is a breaking of the rules or whatever. So they say, you know, don't record. You don't have your phone out, whatever. And you get kicked out fine like if it if that's me right and I'm, I'm at chris rock show and i get a call or a text or whatever i'm not gonna sit there on the phone in my show in the show or whatever i'm gonna walk out to the lobby handle handle shit and that'll See, be that's that. what i would that's what i i would uh, in that situation i wonder though like did they just say fuck this shit i'm answering the phone in the theater like yeah no. and, I and in that I case like i'm you, not gonna argue with you just i feel like if you were able to see your phone ring you see it's your say for instance your babysitter, babysitter. and you see the phone ring the first thing i'm doing is walking out of the show like because mm -hmm. i know the the, the the repercussions of this shit so right. and plus i want to be able to have a conversation with it or if they if they got to the point of actually calling me something is up so i'm walking out so i can take right. care of the shit i'm not gonna sit there and if you just answer the phone in there you're just a dumbass like why yeah. would you answer the phone in there and shit yeah knowing so what could happen i still I, I still have anything i still haven't heard anything to rebut my point that you should not make me inaccessible. Like that's that's my no. Whole I don't. Thing. I don't think. And, and I don't. I don't. I'm pretty sure I didn't say the. I don't think the point was to 
to make you inaccessible. That was my point. No, no, that was your point, and I agree with that. I mean, being inaccessible sucks, and you should be able to at least acknowledge you getting a call if something like that and leave the place. And if you don't do that and you get kicked out, fuck it. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you shouldn't have got kicked out. So, like, he made great points, but still on my end of it, because, I mean, it was a rebuttal to my to my rant of anger. Like, I still stand by the fact that I don't think it's right or fair to make me inaccessible while I'm at your show. Whatever whatever reason you have, I don't give a fuck. Like, it's 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 importance for whatever. I don't give a fuck about your, uh, you know, if your joke leaks and you get a bad fucking response from it. Now you lose money. Like, none of that shit. All of that shit is less important than the fact that I'm inaccessible while I'm at your show. Like, that doesn't, none of that shit matters, dog. Like, in the grand scheme of things. So now, let's let's play it out, right? Like, if you Chris Rock, and you're like, we putting all your phones in these fucking fanny packs of shit, and none of you motherfuckers can be accessible, and then something pops off, and I don't know about it, how are you going to feel as Chris Rock the next day, finding out that, let's say, worst case scenario, somebody's kid goes to the hospital and they end up dying, or whatever the case may be, whatever, and that it could have been resolved if you hadn't made that motherfucker put their fucking phone in a fucking lockbox. Then how do you feel? Because you like, oh, I put that, I made them put their phone in a lockbox because I didn't want to get recorded. Now their kid's dead. Like, you know, like, like play this shit out, man. Like, it's not a situation where you can be like, oh, I don't want to lose sponsors or I don't want to have get bad tweets about me and all this kind of shit. Like, I, mean, I don't want my material I mean, leaking. Ten, ten, like, fuck your material, dog. Like, who cares? It's, it's excessive. It is. And that's all I'm saying, dog. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not sitting here making a point where I'm saying I should be able to record your show. Like, and to a degree, I, I do kind of think that, to in, in the sense of, like, if I'm at, like, a concert, right? And I'm at like a Beyonce concert and I'm recording your show and you performing like because that's a totally different thing. But aside from that, I'm not sitting here making the point that I should have been able to sit here and record Chris Rock's show. I'm not making that point. I'm making the point that my accessibility is more important than your material leaking because it's not going to affect you in any way. So, like, don't tell me that you have a that they that they should have a right to make it so that my phone is locked up. Well, we just we just saw that how a, a leak material effect. So it's not that's not totally true. It doesn't it doesn't have an effect. It's not like I'm gonna post this shit and all of a sudden nobody's gonna go to his show. What I'm saying is that he just made the example of how a leak material affects somebody off the show. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. saying it, it that does you it, it, right yeah it does it does have it does have an impact in that sense. But I'm saying like. If you, I mean, I mean, I feel, I feel you. Your, your, if you your do point. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, uh, like you say, it doesn't trump. Uh, I hate using trump. It, I, don't, I hate <laughs> even using that word. Right. It, 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 Anything, it, 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 it doesn't, uh, it doesn't go over the the value of being accessible. Look so at I, it like I, I totally this. get that. Look at it like this. And I always got that point. Don't for three weeks. If you'd rather not have your show recorded, up your usher game then. To make sure that because no, you can't record a show covertly like your phone is lit. People will see it. It's not lit like it's hype. It's lit like actually lighted. It's, it's like <laughs> lighted. people will see that shit <laughs> like people will see that shit up your usher game. Then if you don't want people recording. So if somebody records, <laughs> kick that motherfucker out. Don't make it so that like I can't I'm inaccessible like that shit's dumb to me like that shit is harmful. 
that and harmful in a real impactful way other than harmful in like oh man my shit is on youtube now that who cares you rich as fuck like i don't give a fuck if your shit licked the youtube like that shit is less important than if something happens and to outside of outside of your show and i can't be contacted like what's more important your fucking youtube views or me being accessible because your youtube views are going to be straight regardless people are going to buy your tickets regardless so why are we locking up phones up your usher game make it so that people can get kicked out whatever i'm not going to argue that i'm not going to sit here and be like i should be able to record your uh comedic show and put it on youtube i'm not going to argue that I, but I'm going to argue all day the fact that I should be able to be reached. Point blank, period. And I I can't fathom a response that somebody can give me to justify me being ex- inaccessible while I'm at a show. If you have an argument in favor of phones being locked up, send it. But I haven't heard one yet. So if you got one, send it. But all I'm hearing right now is... Uh, arguments for why uh, comedians shouldn't have their uh, material leaked. And I, if you are somebody who has kids or whatever, I don't see how you can make that claim. Like, well, I think I, 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 I think, reason I think they're responsible because you're 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 making you're making the 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 point which I agree of not being accessible. But you're 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 also making the point that people can. If they record, they record, and that's the point. I think that people are still uh, debating. They're not baiting the accessible part; they were baiting the recording part. Well, I mean, I my this is which I feel like from, two separate things. Yeah, this is kind of like aside from my general thesis, but like if you record, I, I, See what y'all niggas I don't really want to make this. This became a fucking thesis. It, it did. I don't want to. I don't really want to make a distinction between recording a, com, a comedic show versus recording like a Beyonce concert. I don't really want to get into that, but. I think that the there is a distinction there, and I think that you can't you can't say that somebody can't come into your show with a phone like that they can use. Like you need to just have step your usher game up, and if somebody records, then kick them out because that's what's always happened before. Like Mr. Monotone said, that's been the rule forever. Don't record photos videos whatever that's been the rule forever and what always has happened in theory is that if you get caught you get kicked out and i'm not gonna argue that point at all so i mean i feel like all the arguments against what i said have nothing to do with what i said so (laughs) i mean that's i mean that's what i that's where i sit if you have an argument if you have a pro lock your phone up argument good luck to you Send it in. I will read it and I will take it into consideration. Message but I him, have yet to hear message a message personally. Yeah. we're done. We're yeah. done. <laughs> this shit is canceled. Yeah. Make your make make your uh, pro lockup phone point, and I'll I'll address it. But I have yet to hear a pro lock the phone up point. All change. I've heard is pro. I don't change liquors now. Don't y'all. record point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what other did we did uh. Did Chaffee actually send us something? Or he bitched Not that out? I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. Oh, fuck Chaffee. Yeah, fuck him. Um, so, um, nope, We're I don't have anything else from, uh, as far as feedback goes. So, I don't, yeah, I don't have anything. So, we can get into uh, any topics. So, for starters, did you have anything? Um, I had this, well, not really, but sort of, kind of. So, I've seen this uh, comment that said, uh, 
Um, hold on, I'm trying to find a had a like. I like the tweet so I can remember it. Um, Jerry, yeah, start over. Jeremy <laughs> Lin. How you say Jerry and then just start over? Jeremy Lin says that he was Jeremy Lin, the Asian the Knicks a- player. Yeah, the Asian well former Knicks. Well, former then, Knicks player, well, yeah. I don't know who he plays for now. Jeremy Houston, Lin Houston. says that he uh-huh. was targeted. He was targeted by more racial slurs in the Ivy Leagues than in the NBA. The Ivy League's like college? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what to say. Like, okay. I just wonder why that's a, a actual topic. Meaning, like, you mean to tell me that Ivy League white fucking students are more racist than the black people from the NBA? <laughs> like, okay. why is that even a fucking subject? Um. Yeah. Congrats, Captain Obvious. <laughs> I, I, I and I want to go on note by saying Jeremy Lee, Jerry Jeremy Man. Jeremy Lee. Yeah, I'm not Jeremy even Jeremy Lin. He sw- he was he was the one of one of the biggest fucking swindles of the NBA. <laughs> Jeremy Lin Jeremy Lin was a I think I think he was a he was under a ten day contract with the Knicks. He had like this great game or two. Got signed to this huge contract and then fucking belly flopped, and then got either signed, either traded or signed it with the Rockets for way more money and still fucking belly flop. That just don't happen to black people, man. Like how do you do, how do you just fake a a, a two game sprint and then get a huge fuck? He was sleeping on one of his people's couch or some shit in New York. How do you just? Yeah. Oh, I know. I did have another thing. So. Um, somehow, uh, uh, wait, hey, you got, you guys, I need to find this. So if you have something else, we could go to that for, for the moment. I don't know how long of a moment. Cause I got legit topics. Like not like, let's talk about this for 45 seconds while you figure out while you find whatever you're talking about. No. So I, I was going to talk about, uh, the uh, Badoon Cookman College uh, and having um, uh, DeVos speak at it. Oh, okay. So you I don't know about that? that. No. Oh, okay. So Bethune Cookman College, you know, is a is a, a historically black college. Um, I remember reading before that they were going to have uh, Bessie DeVos speak at their commencement service. Why? Okay. No fucking clue. <laughs> so I remember hearing about it. And I was just like, dude. So you mean to tell me you, this fucking white woman who bought her way into the fucking uh, what? What is her title? Uh, Secretary of Education. Secretary of Education. <laughs> if anybody watched any of the, uh, uh, I forget what they're called. The 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 court trials. What are they called when she was being like basically? Oh, the hearings. The hearings. Anybody watched the hearing and known that she was totally not fucking capable of the job. Right. Yet she got it anyway. But Trump's president, so you know, fuck shit's happened. So somehow, Book Bethune Cookman College uh, signed her on to be the uh, com- um, commencement speaker. So she goes up. They totally Ooh. boo her the whole time, <laughs> and the graduation class stood up and turned their backs to her mm. during the whole fucking speech. Wow. Lady, what's her name? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was in his phone deep. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so yeah. So they basically stood up, turned their backs. You see people in the audience with their fist up, and wow, all had their backs toward dog. That's dope, dog. That's so fucked up. Why would you fuck up their graduation with that bitch? Uh yeah, I don't know. I was just so like, I was just so like, 
together. I think it was like it was higher ups than some. It was some black people who did it. That's the fucked up part. It was some black people at a at a historically black college, higher up in the in the chain of shit, to say we want this woman who was not qualified to be the secretary of education come and speak at the college. What a crock shit, Doug. I mean, I I just feel like I, I I applaud the students for. Um, having to be put in such a situation where they're just there to fucking graduate and get their fucking degrees and shit, and you gotta fucking make a stance because the the higher ups of your school decided to have this fuck ass white lady as your uh as the fucking speaker. That oh, shit's so. Well, <laughs> after all the booing, I think the dean or something came up and said, "We're going to mail you your your diploma since you acting up type shit." Wow. And people probably like you mailing them anyway. You don't get the real things there at college anyhow. <laughs> fucked up. But anyway, that was I was just I just thought that was just fucked up. I'm just shocked, man. You really be at fucking work actually doing work because you ain't heard about shit. No, I, I I saw like a um, I saw something that of Betsy DeVos speaking to something, but I did I that's literally the all that I knew. I knew that she was at something and that people were upset about it. Yeah, she was but at. I, I had no a historically idea. Black college. Yeah, I had no and idea. And they all said, uh, "Fuck that hoe." And tur- well, they didn't literally say that, but that's what they said. That's, that's what they said with their actions. Yeah, they turned around, <laughs> or turned back to her, and put the fist up. Yeah, man, I, be, I really power. be at work working, dog. It's crazy, man. It's dude, I sit, dude, I sit at my, <laughs> I sit at my desk, and I, I don't log on to Twitter or anything on my computer. But I have my 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 phone in front of my um actually my phone is in front of my keyboard and I usually I'm just scrolling. I do a little work, do a little scrolling. Luckily, I can have WhatsApp on a computer, so I ain't gotta do that anymore. So people come up to my desk a lot, so like yeah. I I try to look at like Facebook or something or Twitter, and then like somebody walk up and I'm like, oh fuck, let me close this out. <laughs> but, yeah, that's usually I I have I had two mon- my I had two monitors, so the one that's uh. That's facing me, but uh, it, the back of it is towards my lead. That's the one I keep all my fuck shit on. Yeah, and the other a, monitor, I keep all my actual work on. My desk shit. is currently poorly positioned. It's not, it's not a uh, conducive to being See, able to hide was. shit. And it will be, I think, because like they put a lot of the leaders in like a in a position to where you can see people approaching. But since I'm new to it, they kind of like got me. I'm in like at a. Uh, like a another person's desk, so I'm I'm like kind of like in the middle, so to speak, and I got three monitors, so like I'm like you could see no matter what direction you come from, you could see at least right. one of my monitors. So like it, I'm I'm in a weird position right now, but um, we're talking about rearranging uh, the seating a little bit. And I'm pretty sure they're gonna. I, I have an idea of where they're gonna put me if they move me, and um, y'all don't have y'all don't have y'all don't have offices. Today. Y'all just open areas. Yeah, type yeah, shit. yeah. Um, so I gotta piss. So um, I'm gonna let Matisse hold my mic down. Pause. Pause. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Are you uh, so Matisse? Have you uh, have you uh, been downtown yet to see the Q Q line? I have not been down there to see the Q line yet. Oh, it opens tomorrow. <laughs> So it interrupted his potential piss. Right. <laughs> and maybe I got a piss. Maybe I don't. Yeah, but he's, tomorrow he's the queue. Okay. Uh, supposedly he he's saying it's free all weekend. Um, how so do? You, how far is that going down right now, like, dude? That is an awesome question. You know, midtown. it's going to Midtown. Midtown to what? Downtown Grand to Boulevard. to Grand Boulevard. No, no, no. 
it's it's going to Grand Boulevard Midtown back. Oh, it's I think back it starts like uh, Campus Marshes area. Okay, think, okay. Uh, over there. Um, so is this just for the for like a trial basis? No, it's 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 gonna be permanent. This be, is because I, I know they were talking about taking it all the way out to what Detroit area possibly. Well, I think I think I think they're in stages. If I'm not mistaken, I think Mike could probably confirm since he seems to be such so knowledgeable about this shit. Um, but I think it's gonna. Um, I think it's in stages now to go there. I think it's going to go further. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see once the uh, uh, the Caesars Arena is up because that's probably going to – it's going to have people parking further down to just ride down right. versus, like, parking down. Cause do- parking downtown is going to be a bitch when you, you think about, you know, Lions games, Red Wings games, all that shit. Hey, Mike, do you know if the uh, long-term plan is to have the Q-Line go further than Midtown? I think it's going to depend on the success of it. Like, I think there is a long-term plan to have it run out to, like, Royal Oak. But currently, it's going to run from, like, Jefferson to about, like, Grand Boulevard. The The very last stop is just past Grand Boulevard. So, it, it runs through Midtown. But anything that you're going to want to go to is pretty much going to end in Midtown. Down, yeah. like around, like, Hopcat. How many people does it seat? Uh, I don't know the number, but it's the size of like, it's the like size a subway, of like, a, like a subway train. So like, I would imagine it could probably seat. I'm, well, I, I I've seen it, but I don't know how many people it seats. I would imagine maybe the amount of maybe like two buses, maybe. So I I, I don't know how many people that is, and but are they going to run two consecutively? I think it's just the one. I think it's just the one. Is no, they got one? multiple ones. Oh, oh, yeah, that. it's gonna run fairly consistently. I think. It, I think every stop, I think the the gap is like maybe like fifteen minutes. I, think. I know it stops at all the street, uh, all the street lights and shit like that. Yeah, it, it it has. There are stations to where you can get picked up and dropped off, and then it does. It runs like a car in the sense of like it's still gonna stop at street lights and shit like that. And I think a a big problem is gonna be how it's gonna interact with traffic. Cause like there's gonna be still cars running and up and down Woodward, and it's it's there. So and they're still going to run buses as well. Or or are they gonna phase the buses out? No, in that area. I I think there's still gonna be buses, but there's not that many buses that run through that area. Period. Anyway, like I, I can't think of a bus that I've seen on Woodward. Like I I can't like at least in the, in the downtown area. Like. Buses on Woodward and downtown, are, I, I I can't even recall really seeing one. Yeah, because you wonder, will that begin taking money away from the Looks like I'm having another number nine. Of things, like, <laughs> is that going to take uh, away the, the um, monies that are supposed to be coming in for the city for the transportation, you know? Or, no, or, I, or, or, I don't think it. I don't. I don't think it's really gonna take away. I think it's only gonna add. I mean, I don't. Um, I don't see it taking away. Um, but is that private though? Is that privatized? What the the Q line? Q line, yeah. Is that privatized? I don't think so. That's what you gotta think of too, because if they're talking about taking it out to the world, of possibly, you know, how won't that be? Like for for instance. Smart bus isn't really a city-based way of transportation. So, 
is the money coming back to the city from? Smart? Oh, oh, yeah. Know, I don't. I, yeah, I haven't read about as far as what. Um, That's what I'm what the concerned pro- about. You know, you got to think about that. Is that it, it, is that going to lay off certain drivers? Is that going to decrease money coming in to the city for? I feel like that's just. I think it's just add, probably adding to the city. I feel like I don't know for certain, but I just feel like it's not um, going to take away. So. Uh, it has 34 seats, but can accommodate 125 passengers standing. Um, it uses a 750 volt lithium battery. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm oh, I'm just reading it all the time. Blah blah blah. Three day. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you can pay a, a dollar fifty for three hours. I guess you can get back. On and off in three hours. I'm gonna drink this. You, uh, you can use. Oh, go ahead. Um, <laughs> okay. He, three, he three, moved on to something else. He don't need this. I, I poured it in it, but it's cool. I'm you what? Wait, you did what? No, no, no. You're fine. I, oh. I use some. Um, three three dollars for day passes. Thirty dollars for monthly pass. Two hundred and eighty five dollars for an annual pass. That's um, not bad. That's not bad. Transfers. Oh, you could transfer to and from a uh, D dot bus too. That's interesting. That's cool. So it kind of coincide. It kind of runs in cahoots with with buses and shit. <laughs> so you have to hop off your DOT to the Q line, and you could use a, tra- a regular transfer, which is only twenty five cent. That's dope. I I, I don't know. I, I see it. I, I only see it being pluses. Um, I don't see it taken away from the from uh, because I feel I feel like that's still going to be public. I don't see anything private really happening with that. They're all, so this new Q-Line does come with a, a, an actual driver. Yeah, it's actually a driver, yeah. It's actually a driver. Like, like (laughs) autonomous train and shit. No, no, it's, it's actual. It looks cool. I just, I just hate the name. Q-Line is so fucking dumb. Not a fan. (laughs) Yeah. I would like to deal. Yeah. I like to deal. Yeah. What does Q stand for? Quick and Loans. Quick and Loans. I'm pretty sure they were uh, uh, huge uh, contributors to at least get the name of that. They had yeah, to be. It's, it's the whole. It's all a Dan Gilbert creation. So of course you would name it Q line. It's like if you created a if you created a line, you might call it the M line for Matisse. Like it, you know, <laughs> that's what it is. Like I, I mean, I I can't blame them. No, I don't blame them. I just think <laughs> it's I just think it sucks. But I, yeah, I, I no, don't, I, think I, don't it sucks too, but I don't blame them though. I like M one real better. Yeah, I, I thought that was the initial. That is what it was initially, yeah. and then he named it. Bought Q-line. the name. Well, I mean, yeah, everybody buys names. Hell, Comerica Park. I mean, shit. And you know, think M1. about it. It's named after a fucking bank. And Woodward M one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what I okay. Yeah. You just take all the stupid names of name of just companies like Staples Arena. Like it's a fucking it's a office supply company. Yeah, it's like it's weird. <laughs> Dumb as fuck. All right, let's go. Let's move on. Uh, what is uh, in here with Little Caesars Arena and shit, dude? I swear that is so fucking stupid, dude. I hate it. I, hate I, I mean, it. I feel like I feel like this has been a great time to name it Illich Arena, especially with Illich hey, dying. I just I thought saw, I feel like that would have been an easy way to say let's change it because he died, and it would have been great. But Little Caesars Arena, man, that shit sucks. And they, I read an article today that there's a, like a petition to rename Kobo to Joe Louis Arena essentially. I go with that. Yeah. Uh so moving on. Um I kind of wanted to talk about anxiety 
because I feel like it's kind of hard for me to <laughs> to to word this nicely, but um, I don't really know what anxiety is. Like I do, but I don't. Like so, I know what it is, but I don't get how. I feel like it's like a a white thing, right? Because I hear about people who suffer from anxiety, and I kind of think of like, have you ever heard of a black person who suffers from anxiety? Because I feel like black people deal with so much shit, right? Like you have, um, like black people generally that grow up in the hood or whatever, they deal with like hood shit. Like, can I keep my lights on? Can I, you know, not get shot by the police? Um, you know, how do I deal with paying my rent and feeding my kids on a mediocre salary? All that kind of shit. And I feel like black people deal with so much shit and they just like push through. And then I hear about anxiety and I hear like it's like white folks and they'd be like, yeah, I went outside and I just freaked out. <laughs> like, like it, well, it's super weird. I, and think, I, I don't understand well, it really. Well, a couple of points I, I want to make. One, I think that everybody deals with anxiety. I actually deal. I actually feel like I deal with anxiety issues. Oh, good. Uh, so I'm well, not good, but like, like oh, good. You guys like? <laughs> I mean, good. Like, so you can educate me. So like, like, so give you an example. Like, I, I'm not gonna throw any names or scenarios out, but I'm familiar with people who are white who take anxiety meds and who get FMLA for anxiety so they can go to the doctor and the doctor can be like you have anxiety you can have three weeks off and get fmla I, and I, you can i am familiar you're good i am familiar with black some black people that i know personally who have been has used at work anxiety to get fmla now, when you say use it to get FMLA, are you I mean, talking I'm about like working the system, or are they actually? No, 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 no. I'm saying that was what happened. Okay, so, <laughs> so what is that? Like, like, so the 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 medical definition I was looking up just to make sure the medical di- the medical description of anxiety or anxiety disorder is a mental health disorder characterized by feelings of worry anxiety, fear that are strong enough to interfere with one's daily activity. Now, is it based on anything? Like, do you have, like... I don't know. So, like, I think it's tied to, like, panic attacks, right? So, if you have a, like, is it just random, like, I have a panic attack? Or is it tied to, like, I I don't, like, like, like uh, an impetus, like, oh, this thing happened and now I'm having a panic attack? Because, like, my experience which is granted minimal it it sounds to me like white folks freaking out over shit that black people just deal with every day well and I they think, get like medical passes well, like this that, is a thing and well, i'm like i feel like black people handle that on a daily basis and they're fine well i think that i think i think a, a point to and it's not to to even to be on a side of a white person a white person or whatever but i think one i think black people in general are less likely to be diagnosed for shit mm-hmm. meaning they less likely to even go to the doctor to even figure out shit so white people may be diagnosed more shit because they actually go to the doctor and figure the shit out versus mm-hmm. a black people um more so black males but just black people in general but I think it's just a it's a 
man, I swear for people who actually actually know what this shit is and actually listen to podcasts, we're gonna get so many fucking responses because we don't know shit <laughs> about it. But I, I mean, I, I I think you had those situations where you worry and you deal with it, and then that's it. But I think it's when you worry to the excess of you can't deal with it. I think that's when like the disorders and shit. I'm coming in, but and I'm not even too certain if it's actually like medical, like it's you know ingrained in you or some shit like that. But I think a lot, of, I think it's probably more black people that probably could be diagnosed as having anxiety disorder, but don't get actually diagnosed because they don't get it checked out. And shit. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I could see that. The the reason I brought it up is because like I, I I don't I see a lot of white folks who say they have anxiety and they suffer from panic attacks or whatever the case may be. And I've never heard of a black person that deals with that. And just me on my lack of knowledge on it, it feels to me like, like you, like, like what you said, they go and get diagnosed with it. Like, Hey, I'm having this issue. And the doctor says, Hey, that's anxiety. Here's your meds. Here's your FMLA, whatever the case may be. And black people deal with, the same shit or exponentially worse shit and they just deal like that's just life like they just go i mean i think part of it because i don't think we feel like we have an option like you know you're working you know whatever job you work in and and you can't take off for shit and you like i can't go to the fucking doctor for this because i got bills to pay exactly exactly like i mean to your point you know a lot of people we work through it but you know you got instances where you you feel like it's gonna because I mean at some point it's gonna affect you medically horribly like mm-hmm. something's gonna happen where it gets to the point where you know you know you're having panic attacks you're you know you're sitting in a room balled up like I can't do shit else you know what I'm saying because the the overwhelming feeling of worry you know what I'm saying have you Get, heard of black people having that that scenario where they're just like I'm freaking out like I'm having a panic attack yeah. I can't deal yeah I have yeah I have. Okay. Yeah. You know, here's what what I can say also is that I think that it's harder for doctors, at least doctors in the in the city, to diagnose and or give us that particular reason that Caucasians are getting. You know, just like me, I was going to the um, doctor, for instance, for my hands, for like you know physical therapy. Um, they had prescribed me some pain meds. I went to this doctor twice. And then, then the third time that I went, I mean, to like the pharmacy, I go there to refill my meds. Once again, he told me that he's not going to fill my meds due to the fact I don't have any other medication coming over to him, which I did. Basically, he did, he like did not want to give me my pain pills for my hands so that I, so that I could go to work and do my work efficiently so i just think it's i i just kind of think that we're blackballed from certain things unlike caucasians are you know so i think that's the big thing we don't have the same doctors that they have you know yeah that's that's definitely interesting i mean that's that's an interesting point that's an interesting point i i like i said i'm not i'm not sitting here i know i i typically sit here and try to shade white folks but it was kind of like just based on what I've seen, I had my question. So, like the the enlightenment, I guess that Matisse gave is is a 
is an interesting point because like I'm just, I'm trying to understand it because it's just weird to me because I feel like black people deal with so much shit and it's like we just got a deal like you just deal and that's it and there's not a a medical a medical diagnosis for that shit and I feel like white people deal with whatever they may deal with which is from man it sounds fucked up but from like from what I've I've seen they deal with shit that's like not even remotely in the same realm as what black folks have to deal with and they're like I have anxiety and I need meds and the doctor's like here you go here's your meds here's your time off you're good to go and, and it's the same it's like infinitesimal infinitesimally smaller than what black folks have to deal with with no meds and no FMLA and none of that shit so I, I like that's what made me want to ask about it because it it seems weird to me that that I feel like we don't get any kind of like sympathy or medication or anything for the shit that we got to deal with and I see white people getting that shit and it's like it's almost like it's like a like a thing that they can just call on like you know I'm feeling anxious I'm fucked up and they're like okay here you go here's your time off yeah, and it, it seems it yeah that's the perfect that's the perfect word it feels discriminatory yeah. like they get like shit like time off and and FMLA is so crazy like you can get I mean, FMLA I, I mean I would I would I would question it to say the to 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 ask how many I mean how many black folks or any other folks who felt like they had this issue mm-hmm. actually got it checked out or versus they're saying that's, mean, and I, that's a really I, good point I, I just need to just shake the shit off and get shit going because i gotta get shit going yeah you know and saying? i think that's i think that's the crux of what's going on is that like like i I've, i of course have a of, have a bias i guess or whatever but like that is a solid point to me the idea that maybe it wouldn't seem so lopsided and discriminatory if black people were, were more willing to go get that kind of shit checked out. Because I feel like there's a lot of black people who deal with shit exponentially more stressful than the white folks who are getting the shit. So it's like, I feel like if you actually went and got yourself checked out or you went to see a doctor or a psychiatrist or whatever, like it wouldn't be so lopsided and discriminatory seeming to me. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's probably... A good idea of of what's going on. Yeah, I, I would. I would. That we just kind of like raised and ingrained to just I, deal. I, I would think if, and I don't know if you're even willing to do it or not, but I think if you was to, to pose the question of of black folks that you know um, deal with anxiety issues, I, I feel like you would probably get more than you think you do. Think you I, would? Yeah, I, yeah, maybe. And I, I think that, I also I, think that I would get also get a good mix of people who are just like. I just deal like I. Just oh no no absolutely you're going to get that you're going to get that but I think you know you know I think and correct me if I'm wrong I think you I think you came just that you came into the conversation not really probably thinking that there's a decent number of blacks to probably deal with it just because of just what you what you've recognized what you've noticed or whatever yeah as or far seen. as as far as like black people dealing with it I do think that there are black people who probably deal with anxiety to the same degree or greater than the white folk. But like you said, they just don't, they don't think like, Hey, this is a thing that I can go to the doctor and get checked out on, or they just refuse to go. I mean, for whatever shit, man, reason. you know, I, and you know, and it's not to say any other, you know, ethnicity or background, but you know, black people have been through shit and we've done the shit. I mean, we, we live in a country that we're, we're built on our slave backs and shit, you know? So it's like, you know, 
we I think we're 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 looked at to be way durable, stronger than we sometimes are. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, having to sometimes deal with certain shit like that is just like you just deal with it and move on and you know you got you I can't afford to take two months off because of the doctor potentially telling me I'm exactly you know what I'm saying, I, worrying I like, too much or yeah you know what I'm saying whatever the case but you know I think you I think you I think you'd be surprised I think it's probably you know I I, I firsthand know you know of people personally who've you know having to be off work because of like work related anxiety issues and you know they were fortunate enough to be able to take time off and things of that nature um i don't think a lot of us are in a predicament where we can take you know have jobs where they're going to pay for that or take time off like you know i feel like you know me and my uh, my wife we have good jobs and like that but i feel like we can't afford to take two months off of no pay if mm-hmm. you know we're you know having you know worrying issues anxiety issues you know um you know back in you know november you know when my um, brother passed you know i was like in the back of my head i was like man i just really just don't want to do anything i don't want to go to work i don't this shit and i'm but like you feel like you have to i have to be i have to because it's like none of this none of that shit's going to bring my brother back so i'm like i gotta work i gotta pay bills i gotta do all this shit. but you know it's like if i was if i had an opportunity to take a month off with pay I would have fucking did it, you know what I'm saying? Just because I would have wanted the time just to get my life together and shit. But it was like, you know, I took a few days off, but it was like I had to go back to work. I'm like, I can't just not be at work, you know what I'm saying? Because shit, you know, that 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 period is go that the morning is always going to be there. It's going to be less or whatever. But at the same time, you know, me not being at work is not going to help me pay my bills and all the other shit. So, you know, you, you know, we, we have to end up dealing just because we don't have the cushion of, of, of life taking care of itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes me wonder too, like, in like, look at your specific situation. It makes me wonder, like, you felt like you have to go back, right? You know, I got shit to take care of. I got to do this. And it makes me wonder, like, like what's the, the difference between somebody in your situation versus a white person who who can do that like it's it's hard to put into words because i I don't want to i don't really want to make it into a racial thing and i and i would say that my if i would have took off two to three weeks it would have been non-paid but my job would have been totally fine with it Mm -hmm. my job was like take the time whatever you need but i know you know business wise and i can't can't knock them it wouldn't have been paid which is you know whatever but they would have gave me all the time i would have needed but i was like i can't I know I can't do this. Yeah, so and I, I wonder like, if that's know. unique to us. I guess, like, it do black do black people feel like they can't like they just can't do it? Like, you know, I have to make sure that I'm getting the check. I have to make sure I go to work. Like, is there some kind of like thing that I'm unaware of where white people have like a bit more leeway in that kind of thing where they? I mean, they I think feel like I think a lot of I think a lot of whites probably would. I think if you know, uh, in, in in probably gaining in comments, you know, I don't know. Uh, for instance, DJ Tim Hines, I don't know his background, but you know, I've never I've never heard him mention anything about being you know excessively wealthy. So you know, I would assume <laughs> that you know, if a situation happened to somebody like him, who you know we you know build a good rapport with, he would probably be in the same boat. Like, can't take this shit off. You know, I still got to work yeah. and shit like that. But I think you have you know some people who are probably in better situations where if something came up where you know 
whether it's anxieties or medical issues or family loss and things like that, they probably could take the time and, you know, go back whenever they're ready. And I'm just like, I don't think, you know, we, we really can do that. We really don't yeah, have that. I, I wonder why that is. Saying. I why mean, black people are in a position where they feel like they can't do that. It would not feel like, cause you can't. No, it, like, it's because I, you can't. I mean, I think it's, you can't do it because you, who the fuck go pay your fucking bills? No. You yeah. Know? But I'm like, so white people don't have that same concern. Like, I'm curious to why, I guess why I feel like black people are in a position where they, they feel like they can't take advantage of a situation like that to where they, Feel like, hey, I deserve this time. I've earned this time. I'm dealing with whatever. Well, I think so. I said so. Like maybe, but we feel like we I, just deal. Like we just like, I gotta go to work. I gotta. I feel pay like some of like maybe in a better financial situation where they got, you know, you know, they're they're financially able to. So I don't know. I think it's a good question. I would love to hear feedback to see if of yeah, people I'm, who know. I'm curious about that because I've seen it. And I'm just. I don't know. It's interesting to me because I, I, I don't see that in, in the black community, this, this no. thing of like taking time off and getting having anxiety and getting doctor's notes and FMLA. Like, I don't I don't see that in the black community. And I see I, it, think, yeah. I don't see it because of what you said. Like, it's like, you know, I would like to have this time, but I can't. You know, I got to go back into work. I got to get this money. I got to pay these bills or whatever. And I wonder, like, I would think that that's not unique to black people. Like everybody should have that concern, no, I, I but I don't hear that in the black community, but right. I hear it in the white community where they're like, Hey, I have anxiety. I need this time off. And my doctor said I can go on FMLA for anxiety and I can be off for three weeks and they're good. Like, and I, I don't, I don't know one, what, um, what triggers such a severe level of anxiety that you can, uh, that you need that amount of time off and then also how like it's just the thing that they do like how are you comfortable with that like how do you manage your life to where you can take that time and be fine whereas black people just kind of like tough it out i mean i would love to be in a in a i mean stop you out put a mic to you i i would love to be and you know in a situation where financially where you know if if we have you know, me and my wife have issues where we need to be away from work that we can, you know, put money aside where, you know, if shit like that happened, we can make sure our bills is paid while we try to get our life together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's I, that's a goal, you know, that we have now is trying to just have savings where, you know, you know, we can have enough where we can pay bills and, you know, be better. Because, I mean, shit, man, working every day, man, you know, and. And constantly, you know, just on a bill paying thing, because shit, man, no matter how much money weight, man, we're about two, three months away, everybody from being fucking broke as fuck. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, being able to be in a, a happy place where, you know, my, oh, for instance, one of uh, my wife's cousins or whatever, she uh, she decided, you know, she was she didn't want to do, you know, the job she'd been working for years. It was shitty, whatever. She didn't want to do it anymore. But they had put up. They did that say pretty well her and her husband. Mm -hmm. She's been off for like a year and it's been fine because they put up enough that they she could be able to just figure out what she wants to do. And she plan, though, yeah, it's planned. It's saying, but, you know, it was planned so she could be able to, you know, do what she needed to do, take the time off she needed to take. But everybody I know other than, <laughs> other than that no. can't 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 do that shit, man. Is anxiety considered a disability? That's a good question. If so, the way around it is going out on short-term disability 
which you can still get paid, but you still got to work, but you still got to be off your initial 14 days, you know, before receiving pay. But you're still only getting the Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's one of those things like, you know, a physical uh, ailment or something like that. Or you take FMA where, you know, you got to use up your vacation time. Then you don't like. Seventy percent payer or some yeah. shit. I don't. I don't know if I'm at like, uh, that 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 much to. Now, that's the thing right there. Does that fall under that? If that falls under, there's a possibility. But you know, you would just probably be able just to pay your bill. You won't be able to do shit. You know, extra. You know, yeah. just like. You just living. Um, you just, right. you just you're paying your bills, and it's right. just you know there. But I don't know. I think I and I think you know even. I think it's probably more of a, a serious issue than even I can imagine it being because, you know, I have I, I feel like I have moments of worry and things of that nature. But I know for some people, anxiety is much far, far worse than just worries and shit mm-hmm. where it gets to, you know, the point where they feel people feel hopeless and, you know, they don't think that, you know. Whatever they're going through, they're going to get through and things like that. So, you know, I would I, I really will hopefully, you know, saying if we could, you know, have a another another segment of this on a on a future uh episode to be able to at least have someone who really knows uh, yeah. more about that to to speak into at least or whatever or at least a uh a email or or a video in because uh, i would definitely like to know more about it and you know to yeah me too. to just learn a lot more about it you know because I, I i feel like that's that that's probably just as serious as any other ailment when it takes you out to the point where you can't function and shit you know yeah so. And I like I'd like to learn about it. So um, on a less depressing topic, um, I have two more things I want to talk about. We're at an hour and a half. Um, I kind of want to knock out both of these before we stop. So we end up at two hours. Fuck it. Um, we've been getting get pretty good feedback on on our episode, so um, I'm cool with proceeding. Um, so last week I talked about um, 80s music and prints and shit like that. And <laughs> on my way over here. So actually, give it a little, a small, mediocre, little bit of background. Um, did I say mediocre? Yeah, it's not mediocre. On a, a little bit of small background, um, the show I watched, The Leftovers, they've been playing a lot of '80s type shit, <laughs> and it ties into the themes of the episode, and it's been fine. But um, they had an 80 song that they featured prominently in the last episode. And I was on my way over here and I found myself listening to eighties music, the whole drive over here. <laughs> and I slandered eighties music kind of heavily. And I mean, I, I didn't listen to no print shit on my way over here, but like I, I listened to, I listened to eighties music on my way over here. And I do, I, I do want to add that I have a high respect for eighties music. Well, no, high is a stretch. I have respect for for eighties music. I think nineties music shits on it, but I do have a a modicum of respect for eighties music. And I, I was listening to eighties music all the way over here, and I was like, you know, eighties music do have some shit, dog. Like I, I was, I, I I felt a strong appreciation for eighties music, I mean, which I have, it has, but it has it definitely has a place in history. But I definitely think I don't know who said that, but. It, it definitely has like a 80s music tend to have a, a dated feel. It was me that said that. <laughs> was you? Okay. Yeah, it must be, okay. That was me. Yeah, it has a dated feel. And, and I think and I think even, I think Monosau even agreed with you with that. Did he? But yeah. I, yeah. I think he actually agreed with you with that one. I think that was on one of the comments. Um, I feel I feel like that's highly unlikely. But, uh. 
don't know. I, I feel like he did. Uh, but yeah, I, I was listening to 80s music on my way over here, and I was like, you know, 80s did have some shit. Like, it was, it was some shit that, like, I listened to it, and I'm like, you know what? This shit is long-lasting. Like, I, I, I've, I've had some... I, I, I sub, uh, what is it? Subscribe? Not subscribed. Um, followed, I guess. I don't no, know what the he term did is. No, he said, he said 80s music... 80s shit doesn't translate well. You kind of had to be there for it. I can admit that. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, I thought I thought he had said something. Oh, and then he said the 80s sound is all because of... Hold on, wait. That's something different. Never mind. I don't know what that's in, re- in reference to. I do feel like the 80s sound is a very specific sound that I guess doesn't really translate to right now. Like I don't feel like the 80s sound is timeless. I feel like you have to have lived it and enjoyed it at that time to still enjoy it right now but there's some 80s shit that i fucked with like i i uh followed a a um a playlist on spotify called best 80s music and it, it's got some shit on there man i was i was like yeah this is, a, this is there's some good shit here like but it does have like a very it has a a very dated sound like 80s music is not timeless to me it's like if you lived it and you enjoyed it at that time, you can still fuck with it now. But it's so distinctive that it just exists in that time. Like it, it's it's there. And I kind of wanted I, the only reason I mentioned this was because I, I was kind of heavily slandering 80s music last week. <laughs> and I kind of want to take that back a little bit just to a degree because I, I do have a high appreciation for 80s music. Like there's a lot of shit from the 80s that I liked. I still think that Prince shit sound dated, but I mean, <laughs> like, there's a it lot is, of good shit. Though. It is. I, I, I and I'm glad you agree. <laughs> like, but it I is. was looking. At but the, I, I totally, I totally like Prince music. So I mean, it's dated, but I, I still enjoy it though. Yeah. So like, I mean, it, it's not so much me just like fuck Prince or anything like that. Well, to a degree, but like, <laughs> not, no, no, I'll take that back. It's not fuck Prince, but it's like, I feel like. To me, 80s music exists in that time period. There's music from the 80s that's great that you can listen to now and enjoy. But I feel like if you are a person who is like, say, I don't know, say 20 right now, right? So you were born in 97, right? I feel like if you look at older music, 90s music is not distinctive it doesn't have a 90s sound. Like, there's not like a thing like, oh, this sounds like 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like it 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 persists into, into the future. Like, you can listen to that and be like, this is still dope. I feel like 80s music has an 80s sound that people who are not from the 80s are not going to really fuck with. Like, you really only fuck with 80s music if you experienced 80s music. And I respect a lot of 80s music but i also acknowledge that i feel like it's it's it always has a very dated sound but i just kind of wanted to dial it back a little bit from my slander from last week and say like (laughs) you know i'm not anti-80s music i fuck with a lot of 80s music i mean acknowledging the uh uh what it is isn't a bad thing Funny, I'm sorry. I'm I'm on Facebook browsing bullshit as we as, as we podcast, but he's not dedicated to this podcast. Somebody uh, <laughs> and, and, and they won't even understand it, but I feel like we will. If I, uh, it's a picture saying, "Remember when Bella was like this?" And it's a picture. 
Oh man. Dude. Oh man. He that, didn't even see it. He knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even see it. Oh, I, I picked it out early. He didn't even see it. He's like the strip. For those yeah. who are not familiar uh, with Detroit uh, or whatever. Um, yeah, let's talk about Belle Isle. So Belle Isle. For a small portion, because I, 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 I want to talk about you something gotta, else. You got, you got one more time, and I don't want to take but away from let's that. Talk about, let's talk about Belle Isle. Belle Isle, though, I do want to talk about Belle Isle is I don't even, the island in Detroit. I mean, it's more it's like a park. Mm-hmm. Um. And my late teens, early 20s, I spent most of my time at Belle Isle on the weekends. But let's explain how dope Belle Isle was, right? So, like, for for me, right, um, I was kind of, like, at the cusp of, like, the transition from Belle Isle and the clubs being popping to where it was not popping, right? So, I spent my... We'll say late, like, I mean, when I say late high school, I mean, like, literally, like, 12th grade uh, versus, like, early college when you're, like, not quite old enough to get to the club, mm-hmm. going to, like, the club, chilling in the parking lot at the club, seeing, is somebody walking up? Like, you, no. Okay. <laughs> I saw a light come on in the house. I was just So, thinking. chilling, chilling at the club, parking lot, and then the club parking lot will transition to Belle Isle, and... Club has an age fucking limit, right? You can only be so old to go to the club. A Bell Isle didn't have no age limit. So you could be 17, can't get into the club, but you can roll to Bell Isle. And Bell Isle was like a complete fucking like how do you how do you even describe what that shit was? It was like it it was like an outdoor club. It was like a out Bell Isle was like an outdoor club. I just remember I I remember one of my first my one of my first memories was uh was 12th grade and it was uh so, I think so was, wait before you continue what year did you graduate high school i you graduated 98? 98 okay so i was 99 so okay. my first pretty much the my same. first memory of hanging out there was uh was i think it was senior skip day mm-hmm. and i went out there one of my homeboys uh and you know it was like it was just unreal. I mean, it was like first off, I didn't. I felt like I was. I was. I felt like I'm skipping school. Like this is. I should. I should be in fucking school. Like why am I even out here? And it was just you know. It was just dope. Everybody was hanging out. People had super soakers. It was just you know. <laughs> it, it it was nuts, dude. And then the next that I think the next time I went, I was supposed to go out there was uh the it was the day of the senior luncheon. Did you go to senior luncheon? I did not go. So senior lunch. Y'all was went that, to the same school. Yeah, we okay. read it the same year. All right. Cool. It was weird is that we didn't know each other in high school. Redford. Yeah. Okay. And then we we met like three years later or something like. So that. I didn't know each other. Okay. We didn't right. know each other in high school. Um, was um senior uh the senior luncheon was actually at the place you got married at. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Senior luncheon was there, and I was riding with somebody, so they wanted to go. We wanted to go to Belal, but he didn't want to go. Uh. Fuck, who? who didn't want to go? The, the dude who I was riding with. Oh, these are my teeth. No, not my teeth. You know the nigga. Okay. <laughs> I can't think of his name. You know the nigga too. Um, fuck. What is his name? Anyway, so but then after that though, I was there like every fucking weekend, and typically, you know, you just park and you just stand in front of your fucking car yep. as the cars go past, or you just walk down the aisle or whatever the case, you know, and you you brought your you whatever you you was drinking, you know, we couldn't drink, you know, we wasn't old enough, so you just hide behind cars and you know drinking, talk shit and watch cars go past and talk to chicks yelling out of cars and yep. 
Shit was fucking awesome, dude. I mean, I hope the mic picked that up. <laughs> I don't know if it did, but I hope the mic picked that up. <laughs> he said it was plentiful pussy. Uh, yeah, that was a uh, but I was dope, man. I was uh, I was that was stuck with a, I, I was I was um. Just thinking of random memories from that shit. I just couldn't wait to go to Belle Isle, dog. No, yeah, dude. I remember on the weekend, man, it was like, fuck, let's bro. And then we just head to Belle Isle. And then when Belle Isle closed off, because technically, park's supposed to close at dark. Police didn't really give a fuck until later on. And then we would just post up the post up over by like Flood Ruckers and shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, so after Belle Isle, go to Flood Ruckers. And then get kicked out of Flood Ruckers. Ruckers. And Chandler, man, <laughs> bruh, Chandler, dog, man, that was like, if it was like Belle Isle was like the Disney Channel and fucking Chandler was HBO, <laughs> like right. Chandler was crazy. But dog. see, I didn't go to Chandler much because I was a West Sider, so I just you know, I, but y'all man, all West Sider. We made too, the trek. Yeah, I'm a West Sider too. We just made the trek, dog. Not like to get off a subject, but uh, Hong Kong billionaires offering a hundred and eighty million. To any man willing to marry his daughter. I've seen that story before, and I kept wondering, like, what the fuck is the, like, does she got the bug? Like, right. why, the why? Package. The package. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was your, uh, your last topic you want to talk about? Um, I kind of want to talk about Trump. So, wrapping it up, I want to talk about because, like, we've had a little bit of uh, feedback saying that. Uh, our listeners could stand to hear a little bit of political talk, and I, I kind of felt like nobody really wanted to hear that shit. But um, so I haven't really discussed it at all. But I want to talk about um, Trump firing the F, the head of FBI James Comey, and the reason I want to talk about it is because I feel like this is like the first step in the end of Trump, and like at not to say that it'll happen, because we don't know, but I feel like this is kind of like the first step. So, to give a, a little bit of background, James Comey, the now former head of the FBI, is the person who was in charge of or was responsible for the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the, I don't want to say leaking, but the, uh, the story regarding the emails from Hillary Clinton. And... After that popped off, there were Trump came out saying like it was very what do he say uh, gutsy of of Comey to to uh, do what he did regarding the Hillary Clinton emails, and he seemed like a pretty strong supporter of Comey. Comey currently, well not currently anymore, but prior was also investigating the ties to Trump's campaign with Russia. In regard to uh, their possible um, involvement in the election. And what day is this? Thursday? Friday when y'all hear it? A couple days ago, Comey got fired. And he was... The FBI and him were investigating Trump's, Trump's campaign's involvement in possible Russian uh, collusion to affect the election. And Trump fired him, and there's a lot of talk saying that, like, look, Trump 
was supporting of him in his dealings with the Hillary Clinton emails. He said he was gutsy. He he was pretty pro Comey for the most part. And now he got fired out of the blue because of well, I can't say because of he Trump says is because of he didn't trust him as an FBI director. He was incompetent and all this kind of shit. But the way it looks on the surface is that Comey and the FBI were investigating his ties to Russia and he fired him because he didn't want that shit to get out. And I feel like we're at a point where Trump has had a lot of controversy over the course of the past couple of months. And the the idea that he will fire the FBI director who was investigating the Russia shit is very, um, uh, very detrimental to his idea that I'm not firing him for that shit. I'm firing him for some other shit. And he's saying, like, I'm firing him for, I feel like he wasn't really uh, professional or he didn't handle the Hillary Clinton emails or whatever when he propped that motherfucker for that right. shit earlier. And now he's like, now I'm firing him for the, I didn't feel like he handled the emails well. When really, it looks like he fired him because of the investigation to the Russia ties. And without going into it real deep, I think that we're at a space where Trump is really, really, really on the fence of being out of here. And I don't want to get people hype, like feeling like, oh, yeah, Trump might be out of here because he might not be. But he's in a. I'm going to go get hype about it. Yeah, don't don't anticipate an impeachment or anything of that nature. But. Well, you can get hype if it happens, but don't get hype in anticipation. But I think that there's been a whole lot of controversy regarding Trump and all of his dealings in his time as president. And, excuse me, the the Comey firing, to me, is worth discussing because I feel like it has all the symptoms of cover-up. <laughs> and there's a lot going on to where it's like, how do we really deal with and accept the idea that this guy is colluding with Russia and or his campaign is colluding with Russia and he's kind of like covering his tracks and shit like that. I don't like the idea that people kind of look at it like Trump has possibly colluded with Russia or his campaign has colluded with Russia and if this shit comes to light we can look at impeachment and all that shit. I haven't seen any any mention of this, but on my end, I feel like if the current president's campaign colluded with Russia anyway, and we have the... He's fired anybody who's investigating this shit. Like, Michael Flynn, uh, Sally Yates, they all been fired, and they were all investigating him. If we're looking at um, his collusion with Russia or potential collusion with Russia, how do we reconcile the idea of like, hey, maybe we should impeach this guy? Because I feel like if this campaign colluded with Russia, and I feel like we have pretty st- strong evidence that they did, to me, this is bigger than just saying like, hey, let's impeach this guy. To me, this reeks of like uh treason the whole administration goes down with that 
But it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you rid a person, a president like him, when everybody who goes against him ends up fired? Like, at what point, what can he not take away? Because he's separate. It's checks and balances. He's separate from Congress. So he still is held accountable for what he's done. And even if Congress is like, you know, fuck him or whatever, like, I I don't – my thing is I feel like his – I feel like the collusion with Russia is almost like a fact. Like, we've had various uh, sources that have said that this has happened. We have various sources that say, like, his – I mean, we see that he fired anybody who investigated it. Michael Flynn was fired, who we pretty much confirmed – was almost like in a situation where like um he was like it's hard to describe like I don't want to say blackmail but like he had um uh, they're saying that he had ties in the sense of where like he was um uh like um, like like under their thumb kind of like they had shit on him right and he lied to Mike Pence the vice president about his dealings with them which is why he got fired so like i feel like we're in a situation where what is happening goes beyond impeachment like to me like i feel like we're talking like treasonous type shit and i think that it's worth discussing does this go beyond like like legal shit like let's put him on trial or let's impeach him or all that kind of shit like, I feel like it goes beyond that. And we need to talk about, like, is this treasonous type shit? Because I've seen, like, comparisons to Nixon and Watergate. And the comparisons are apt. Like, Fuck they're, yeah, they're, it's on that they're there. And I just understand why it's not getting to that point where. Or what? It's not happening. Like, I think there's been so many issues. I mean, this this part, to me, and as much as I've been paying attention, it seems like it's done took the cake of what really should be treason or what should be something that's, like, impeachable or whatever. But it's like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's getting much, much airtime. I don't know, man. I, it's getting a substantial amount of airtime, but, like, in the political world. So it's like he had dealings with um with comey where he was like you know he was gutsy in his actions regarding hillary clinton he uh you know i fuck basically was kind of like i fuck with him you know he did a good job and now it's like he was an incompetent fbi director and i fired him for that but it it's you can't ignore the fact that he fired him at the time where the fbi was investigating his dealings with russia right and it's i think that Aside from all the like technical shit, like I want to look at the fact that Trump has been in a position where, like, throughout the course of his presidency, there's been a whole lot of controversy that goes beyond like I don't like this executive order he did. It's like there's a there's some shit going on where it looks like he needs to be in jail. Like it's, 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 I mean, real. it's beyond like with me, like you, I think we were talking a little earlier. It's beyond impeachment. This is like fucking jail shit. And I just, I'm just waiting on the day that, that actually happens. Like, 
this this is the shit that he should be in. Like fuck not being a fucking you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I haven't got over the fact that he became president. Like I'm still like relishing over the fact that people really voted for this ass clown. Um, so. It's interesting to hear people defend it too. Like, how do you defend it though? What do you what What is the argument of defending that shit? I don't know, man. I mean, I, all the, you know, the shit I kept hearing about, you know, people saying that, you know, they didn't want him impeached because Pence was a worse person and shit like that. Kind of justifying why he should be in there without being impeached and stuff like that. No, he wouldn't go. He would. They couldn't really do the whole administration. I don't think that's not an option, is it? What? Of the whole administration? No, no, that's not. But, like, if you look at Pence, right? It's a pretty popular idea that Pence is worse than Trump. But, like, I would say that with Pence, you know what you're getting. Trump is incredibly unpredictable. Like, and and this is a a good example of that. He fired the FBI director out of the blue. Like, there's mad news stories coming out saying, like, like nobody had any idea that this was going to happen. Like, this is completely, like, random. He's incredibly unpredictable. Like, you look at his... uh, his comments on North Korea, South Korea, all that shit. Like, he's incredibly unpredictable. And I don't like the fact that we have a guy in charge who you can't really gauge what's going on. Like, he's like like a, like a, a knee-jerk reaction to everything. And you know what you're getting with somebody like Pence. And that's not to say that I'm fine with Pence. He's, he's shit too, but Trump has been incredibly just like you can't even really explain the shit that he's been doing and the shit that he's been saying and he goes on twitter and says all kinds of wild shit he lies up and down like his whole accusations of like obama wiretapped me and it's like the fbi is like no he didn't he's like and and then trump goes yeah he did like like trump will trump's in the position where it's like the FBI will say the sky is blue and Trump's like, no, it's not like he will argue like verifiable facts or he will make points that are completely out of the blue, like have no bearing in reality whatsoever and say that that shit is fact. And then verifiable sources will say like, that's not true. And he will just stick by it. And the the whole thing with Comey is, is frightening. The idea that you can have a guy who's investigating you for your uh, various grievances, and you're just like, nope, I'm gonna fire him because we don't need that investigated. It, it it seems very, yeah, I see, I saw you took that L. Yeah, um, it's very, uh, <laughs> it's very like I'm trying to cover up some shit. Like he can't hide the the. the I mean, I just can't up. wait to to come to a point where he just can't fire people to, to hide some shit. Like it just, it's, and I don't know what the, what point is that gonna come to, but you know, that's what I. I'm waiting on when that happens. Don't hold your breath. Fuck Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, I know y'all heard that sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think I'm ready. About it. I'm ready to wrap it up. Hey, wrap up. Uh, good, 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 media episode. Pause. Would you say good what episode? Meaty. 
Oh yeah, yeah, definitely pause that. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, and thanks for the feedback as always. That, that definitely uh, covered a lot of the show. Um, if you want to leave feedback, you can email us at what up though um, podcast. podcast at. <laughs> I, I feel like I was saying like I don't really think I was saying the at at the beginning. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> what up though podcast? Gotcha. <laughs> at uh, Gmail. Um, or you can uh, message us on Facebook, or you could message us on Twitter uh, at What Up Do Podcast, uh, or our individual, which no one never does to me. Uh, nah. Blame Otis or Michael underscore Aaron. Um, other than that, uh, we'll see y'all next week. Yeah, um, I kind of want to um, get into the uh, political shit a little bit more, and I know there's been people who have asked like for us to talk about it a little bit more, but like I'm I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted with talking about it, but if you want to hit me up and ask questions, like if you want clarity, because like I can't, I have trouble, especially when we talk about the end of the podcast when I'm already like, like buzzed and shit. Like it's hard for me to really talk about it. But if you want uh, a little bit of clarity or a little bit of like explanations about what's going on in politics and what's going on with Trump and anything, anything tweet of that, that nature, nigga shit. Yeah, hit me up because like I, I, I want to talk about it, but I feel like the podcast isn't the best venue to talk about it. But I have all kinds of thoughts. I'm pretty, pretty uh, in tune with the news and and what's going on. So if you want to talk about that, hit me up personally. I we can we can talk about it. I can let you know what's going on. I have all kinds of side conversations going on with that kind of shit that I'm more than willing to uh, let any of our listeners in on. Um, so I have a lot of. Uh, <laughs> A lot of thoughts on that kind of thing. So if you want to pick my brain about that, if you're not really knowledgeable what's going on, because like it irritates me to see things like um, people on Facebook sharing news or whatever, quote unquote news that's not actual news, and presenting it as fact. Like for instance, when we bombed Syria, however long ago that was, and people were like, oh, we're at war with Syria now. It's like I I I don't like as trump would say fake news being shared like that's fake news like we're not at war syria like that's not a thing and you can see if you base your uh opinion or knowledge of what's going on with the world or trump or politics or whatever based upon your facebook feed you're probably getting false information so if you want a good idea of what's really going on uh you yeah feel free to hit me up i'm not in a best position to talk about it right now at the moment but i am fairly knowledgeable on that shit so yeah hit me up if you want to talk about that because i know people have asked about talking about it but i don't feel like this is the right venue so yeah hit me up at michael underscore aaron or facebook or whatever if you have that information and we can talk about it um going forward i think um otis said that we won't record next thursday you said next thursday right yeah, we may record Wednesday. So we're probably going to record Wednesday, so you might get an episode a little bit early next week. So uh, be re- be on the lookout for that. And um, uh, we are also, I think now this is a, a little bit more accurate of our three-year anniversary. Yeah, this is more accurate. <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit more accurate, so yeah. we're sitting at three years three now, years, still not bitch. famous. Yeah, so uh, that's all I got, I think. So uh, peace. All right, peace out.